It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be their best and everyone wins. Guys Guys Radio. Hey, we've got a special show today. This may be the most special Guys Guys Radio broadcast that we've put on to date. You know, when I started Guys Guys Radio, uh, it was based on uh, my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love, and all the blog posts I wrote about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness, and a lot of the material was about relationships. And I always wondered, could I get the very best relationship expert ever in the world on the show? And the answer is yes. You know the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are For Venus? Sure you do. It's the number one selling relationship book of all time. We have got John Gray, the author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, on the show today for the entire hour. And we're going to talk about his new book, his updated version of that book from 30 years ago, Beyond Mars and Venus, Relationship Skills for Today's Complex World, Taking Your Relationship to the Next Level. You know how on Guys Guys Radio I like to bring guests out who have something to add value, who have something to say, who are going to impart some knowledge to help you, whether it be in your relationship and your diet, your wellness, your metaphysical health, your spirituality, business, whatever it may be, creativity. And we've got the best of the best in the area of relationships. I can unequivocally say after reading Beyond Mars and Venus, which is really an update 30 years later after the seminal book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, John Gray's book, Beyond Mars and Venus, it is the best relationship book I have ever read. It's fantastic and it's so appropriate. And what I really love about it is that it doesn't walk away from the basic tenets of the first book, which is men are a little bit different than, than women. And it's, it's a chemical. It's about chemicals, really, and biology and testosterone and estrogen and oxytocin and all of that stuff and how men need to be men in the best sense of the word, like I always say, and women need to find time to be able to uh, tap into their feminine side so they can be comfortable with who they really are. Now, that doesn't mean women can't be, uh, you know, hustle and be successful in business and, and men can't express themselves creatively and emotionally. It, not at all, but it means finding the opportunities where a man can truly be a man, which is what women want. Women want men to be men in the best sense of the word, and allowing women to find a time to get in touch and re-engage with their femininity which is really tough nowadays because there's so much pressure on women to succeed. They've got to succeed at home. They've got to succeed in the workplace. They've got to bring a lot to the table. It's not easy. So anyhow, we've got a great show. We're going to devote the entire hour once again to John Gray, who's one of my personal heroes, and he's the number one relationship expert in the world. Guys Guys Radio with John Gray. There's never been a better time for men to be whoever they want to be. Yet it's never been less clear who men really are. Guys Guy Radio, starring author Robert Manny, is on KCAA every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Whether it's relationships, sex, wellness, or spirituality, join Robert as he interviews the experts about how men and women can be at their best. Guys Guy Radio, better men, better world. Okay, welcome again to Guys Guys Radio. As I mentioned, we have a fantastic show for you today, and it's a personal thrill for me to uh, host John Gray. I, I've, I've uh, talked to so many different 
relationship experts over the last five years, and there's relationship experts, and then there's John Gray. Uh, he's the author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Everybody knows the seminal book. 16 other books he's written on relationships and personal growth. John's wisdom about the inherent differences between men and women, as well as what it, it takes to build a lasting, loving relationship, has now influenced two generations of men and women. He's got a new book. It's called Beyond Mars and Venus, and it's very timely where John explains why being a man or a woman in today's society is so much more nuanced and complex as ever, and there's a lot of stress that goes on with all the changes that we're experiencing. Yet, despite all the changes, men and women remain fundamentally on a different hormonal level, and what these differences mean in today's ever-revolving relationships we're going to discuss today. So forgive me, I'm a little bit nervous because I've got one of my heroes on the show today. John Gray, welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be with you. Now, when you wrote uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are For Venus, um, what, what kind of inspired you to do that? And what was your reaction when this book just took off virally, word of mouth, it just went crazy. And it's like the biggest selling relationship book of all time. How did that feel? Oh, I felt fantastic. It was a huge surprise. I, I had hoped and thought it'd be a best selling book, but it, it opened up doors that I couldn't even believe what happened. I mean, I couldn't imagine it, uh, the popularity of the book and so forth. Uh, but I taught the ideas for about eight years and people kept saying, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. I wasn't a writer, uh, but you know, it was like, you got to write the book. So I wrote the book and it was a huge success. It was amazing. When, when you wrote it, was it what, what, what you wrote down that was in your head? Was it what you expected when you got it on paper or did you say, oh, wow, this is actually a lot more than that? Uh, yes. When I was writing the book, better ideas came through. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, writing is a whole process and you, you, an idea that you're teaching an audience and so forth comes up and then you detail it more. So the book goes into much greater detail than I could do when I'm public speaking. Uh, so it elaborated, some new ideas came out while I was writing the book. One of them was, uh, uh, it was, it just came out of the, uh, little things make a big difference. It was like, while I was writing the book, and that's one of the best chapters in the book is mm -hmm. understanding that for women, often it's the little things that, that make a huge difference. We men often think if I do one big thing, that's good for, you know, if I give 20 roses, that's good for two months. When really, you know, 20 roses has the same emotional effect of one rose. And if you want the effect of what you think you're going to get from 20 roses, give one rose 24 times, you know? So it's mm -hmm. like continuing to give the little signs of affection, reassurance, that's what's often missing in relationships today. And men don't realize it. They think I'm doing the big stuff. Why do the little stuff? You know, that's so true. Uh, when I first met my wife, I was a happy single guy and I was on match.com having the time of my life. And she had just taken a three day, uh, a free sampler, if you will. And we met and um, we went out. I broke my rule because I didn't do a phone call with her. She said, we don't need a phone call. Let's just go out. So we met. We went out on three dates. I had a great time. I said to her, wow, I've been in a lot of relationships. None of them have gone all the way. I want to make sure I'm a good boyfriend. What can I do? She put her fork down. She looked at me and she said, pay attention. And the words just resounded with me because that's exactly about what you were talking about. It's about the little things. It's not, and, and men sometimes, uh, you know, we're, we're very, we pay attention to ourselves. We're very self-focused, but women pay attention to us. And I think if men can learn that, we can, we can make a lot of progress in, in our relationships. Um, now, you've written this new book, uh, Beyond Mars and Venus. 
Why this book and why now, John? Well, what happened, that's, I wrote Minute from Mars over 25 years ago, was teaching it 35 years ago. And what's happened today is wonderful evolution. Uh, you know, I feel that in a spiritual sense, we're becoming more self-aware, more conscious, more aware. Uh, in a sense, we're connecting with spirit. And spirit has no gender. Spirit is both masculine and feminine. So what's awakened inside of particularly younger generation, but some of us in the older generation, it's, uh, it makes us more aware of both our male and female qualities, which makes us better people. Generally, Maslow talked about self-actualized people were people that were a blend of both, both aspects inside themselves. And in the East and the Asian cultures, they talk about yin and yang. Uh, when you have both together in harmony, then you have creativity. You have uh, the flow. That's what we experience it today. And you can learn. It's not the only way, but one of the ways to find that balance within yourself is to have a relationship that honors that balance. And that means to uh, find a way in your relationship to, if I as a man honor the female inside my partner, my own female becomes honored. If she can appreciate the masculine in me, her own masculine becomes embraced. She's able to take responsibility for getting what she wants in the relationship. So, you know, it's... What's happened today is we're so easy, it's so easy for us as more conscious people to be both masculine and feminine that when we're out of balance, men tend to become overly emotional, women tend to become overly independent. So, so many women today can't really feel the need for a relationship like they used to. And it's when you feel the need that you're able to appreciate. And if you go for a day or two without eating, whatever you eat tastes really, really good. Uh, and and be, being in touch with what you need is one of the foundations of feeling love. And we men, often we feel a little embarrassed to say that we need love uh, because women historically have always appreciated men so much because they needed us so much. But what's missing for men is a, a whole new level of appreciation and a, a, an acceptance of who we are as opposed to when someone's dissatisfied with us, they want to change us, they want to improve <laughs> us, they want to fix us. And nobody wants to be fixed. That's not, that's the opposite of love. You know, love is the support to help mm-hmm. in places where somebody wants help, but not to offer unsolicited advice or trying to fix each other. Okay. Um, you mentioned in uh, the first book about uh, role mates and more so in this book about role mates becoming now soul mates as society has changed and uh, women have taken, have to take on more masculine uh, responsibilities and men have now the opportunity to express themselves more their feminine side, if you will. How has that uh, change you know, globally affected the relationships between men and women? Well, in short, it kicks the, takes away any passion. Uh, it causes more stress. It causes more dissatisfaction. It gives rise to more people not wanting to get married, not wanting to couple, not being able to sustain relationships, uh, lack of libido, lack of interest in each other. That's what happens when we lose polarity. You know, and, and people today want that passion because passion is that balance of, of yin and yang within ourselves. We want to be all of ourselves. We want to be authentically ourselves. But if we go out of balance, if I, if I become too emotional as a man, I lose my sense of centeredness, confidence, and, and calm. Uh, women look forward to that. When they say, you know, I really want to have a man, you know, what they're looking for is some, a grounded guy who's not going to be reactive and get argumentative, get angry, get irritable, passive, but the guy they fell in love with. 
And what men want is a happy woman, the woman who was satisfied just to have him call her, the woman who was appreciative of his efforts to please her and so forth. A lot of that goes out of balance. Women tend to become overwhelmed and stressed. Men tend to become more passive in relationships when the hormones go out of balance. And it seems like uh, in the book, when I was reading this, there's this very delicate dance that takes place where, you know, a man needs, he needs to actually almost dial up his testosterone so then, and then replace it versus just use it all up and be depleted. And so it's, it becomes a very tricky uh, behavioral dance for guys in terms of like, okay, how do I manage my anger? How do I do something that's testosterone-based so I can have, it, have that level go down but then be replenished and be the man I need to be to be with my woman and make her happy and make her appreciated without being like macho man? It's, it's, a tr- it's a tricky, slippery slope. Could you explain that a lot better than I can, John? Well, you covered a lot just then, so let me get the foundations, which is for men to experience well-being, it's directly linked to his testosterone levels. What we know to be the case is when a man is depressed, his testosterone levels are low. When a man is irritable, his testosterone levels are low, his estrogen levels are higher. And often people associate high testosterone with anger. Actually, when men are angry, their testosterone is going down, their estrogen is going up, they're becoming more emotional. And if you talk at those times, a little tip uh, about what you feel at those times, you actually become more emotional. So one of my tips is, man, when you're upset, stop talking, do something that makes you feel good. Anything that makes you feel good as a man is something that's going to be, generally speaking, boosting your testosterone. And often if a guy's having an argument with his wife, he has an instinct to stop talking and walk away. But often women will then pursue him and right. want to talk, you know, ask him questions. And it sits baiting him into a conversation and he's trying to get out of there because basically he instinctively knows if I keep talking, I'm going to lose control. Losing control means disconnecting from the masculine, cool, calm, collected, reasonable, accountable. And he'll go over to his more yin side, the more emotional side. When he's out of balance, it tends to be blaming and critical, gets angry, gets irritable and feels victimized. So Mm -hmm. what he needs to do is back off. She doesn't know that instinctively because instinctively she has the feeling that if I'm stressed and I talk, uh, that will increase estrogen, which is usually women's hormones that gives them well-being is a unique balance of progesterone and estrogen. And when you talk, it will help balance those hormones. When you don't talk, then your testosterone goes up. So actually silence is a good thing for men, and yet we get shame for it because we don't have a respect for that anymore. It used to be, you know, men would come home and read the newspaper while the right. wife was busy. You know? And mm-hmm. if you go back further in time, you'll see that, you know, the most noble men were guys who would sit around meditating. Mm-hmm. And what was meditation? But it was simply taking time to be quiet and not talk and forget your problems. That was like the aspiration of, of a yogi, you know, a spiritual person. And yet today, you know, a guy wants to just, you know, I want to just sit and watch a football game. I want to relax. I want to forget everything. Forgetting things is a very important thing for men. It's not denial. It's, mm-hmm. That's how we cope with stress. It's one way to cope with stress. Talking about emotions is going to something that's going to increase estrogen. There are, there are times to talk about emotions for men, but generally speaking, about the little stresses of the day, it's best for men. They, they 
what will happen is they'll, they'll use up testosterone during the day. They need to replenish it to have that sense of well-being and doing something that's non-stressful, okay, some, something that's non-stressful and relaxing helps to rebuild testosterone. You know, watching a football game, for example, will help rebuild testosterone. Playing tennis will help rebuild testosterone or golf. Meditation will, reading a book will. Anything that, particularly solving problems. You know, I first became aware of this with my older brother. You know, he told me when he's stressed, he's a math major, Mm -hmm. a PhD in math. He says, you know, when I get upset, I just start doing math problems in my head. (laughs) I thought... In the beginning, I was back studying psychology. I thought, well, you're just in denial. And then I realized the beginning of psychology, Freudian psychology, was a man would lie on a couch in a dark room, not looking eye to eye, facing another direction, with someone taking notes and saying, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? And literally analyzing their past, analyzing behaviors. When you analyze, that's also a very young activity, mm-hmm. left brain uh, activity. Right. Whereas when you're sharing feelings, you're looking in each other's eyes, you're connecting, maybe you have tears coming up. This is very powerful. That's yin experience. And, you know, there's an old saying in China, a man should not cry unless his heart is broken. Now, the way I would look at that uh, is if the problem is big, then a man needs to cathart, he needs to talk to a therapist, he needs to share his feelings. And ironically, a woman will greatly respect and admire a man if his heart is broken, you know, if it's a big problem, mm-hmm. it's okay for him to share emotion. But if it's a little problem, women will lose respect, okay? As much as we say, you know, boys should express their feelings, and boys right. should. That's the problem, is that many boys, when they're growing up, are shamed for their emotions. But if you look at us hormonally, from the ages of 2 to 13, our, our, our estrogen levels are almost the same as little girls. Estrogen wow. is emotion. But then we have a jump of five to 10 times more testosterone and our healthy balance means less yin energy, more yang energy. And then as you get to like 40 and 50, it's natural for your yin energy to now balance. That's called wisdom. You know, we get older, mm-hmm. we get wiser. We're not, you know, we're not so reactive. That's bringing the high testosterone, bringing up the yin energy. So we, we have more estrogen as we get older, just as women have more testosterone as they get older. But if women lose their estrogen, then they're overwhelmed and stressed. And men, if they lose their testosterone, that estrogen rises up and makes them more angry and irritable, and they Mm -hmm. can't maintain attraction to their partners. And that's what we see a lot today. Mm -hmm. So the guys need a little uh, time to uh, rebuild the testosterone. So uh, I guess it's tricky because if you're you're in one of those situations that you described, John, where you're maybe having a discussion with your wife and she wants to keep at it and you're pretty much out of like, I don't know what else to say about the subject and you want to (laughs) go off and replenish your, blow off some testosterone. How do you get out? How do you get out of that uh, situation without, uh, you know, turning off your wife that she's thinking, well, he's not, he's not appreciating me. He's not here for me. You know, that is one of the reasons I got the most positive feedback from men are from Mars, women are from Venus, is that women came to me and said, thank you so much. You talked about a man in his cave. He needs to have his time. She would always take it personally because Mm -hmm. she was thinking he's like a woman. Because generally, if a woman doesn't want to talk to you, it's because she she's angry with you. She doesn't feel safe with you. The relationship's falling apart. Whereas a man, in order to save the relationship, often need to pull away to regroup, to rebuild himself. And then he will come back with more love and support. And that's 
if a woman doesn't understand that, that's where this education was so important. And women said, oh, thank you so much for helping me understand because I always took it personally. Now, if we want to look at it at another level, it's, it's, you know, to simplify this, women particularly need to feel connection when they're stressed. Mm-hmm. Men need to feel disconnection when they're stressed. <laughs> so he needs to disconnect. She needs to connect. And ideally, once he disconnects, then he needs to do something to feel successful. Success, see, disconnection means his estrogen goes down. And then success, do something he's good at, he's challenged by and good at. That used to be what was called. Testosterone goes up. Yeah, his testosterone goes up. That's what used to be called a man's hobby. <laughs> so he has a <laughs> hobby. You know, that was a big value. You play, play golf, you know, go play tennis. I got some game you play. You know, this is rebuilding the testosterone where you're feeling successful. Because, you know, every day there's things, there's certain days you just don't feel as successful. It mm-hmm. not, it's stress for a man is not feeling successful. The major stress for women is not feeling connected. Certainly women want to feel successful, but when they feel they're not being supported, when they don't have a team around them, that's a major stressor for them. Because whenever a woman feels, I can depend on someone, people understand me, they see me, they care about me, attention, they're attentive to me, what you were just saying in the very beginning, that helps to balance her hormones. Because when women are independent, they have a greater need to find connection. When men are more on their emotional side, they have a greater need to feel successful because estrogen lowers testosterone. So the more conscious we are, the more heartfelt we are as men, actually our need for independence becomes greater as opposed to, you know, more and more connection. We need to connect and then we need to disconnect. We need to connect, disconnect. And for women, they need new ways to experience higher levels of estrogen stimulation. Because all day long, to a great extent for many women, they're, they're, in a, they're in a kind of a fight or flight mode of producing testosterone. At those times, her body doesn't make the female hormones as much. But if she anticipates coming home at the end of the day to a relationship that supports connection, mm-hmm. then she'll actually make female hormones during the day. So this is like these new skills. And one of the key skills is being able to communicate. She needs to give him the space he needs. He needs to come out of his cave and take some time to listen to what's going on in her life. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's literally not for him to solve her problems, but for her to talk about the things that are stressing her just to talk about them. And that often doesn't make sense to men. Mm-hmm. But here's a nice way of saying it, which is, you know, my wife used to say this to me. She said, oh, honey, I missed you during the day. I, I do so much without you. I just want you to be a part of my life. So I'm just going to tell you what happened today. Some of my frustrations, some of the wins, some of the losses. You don't need to say anything. I just want to (laughs) inform you of what goes on. Then I feel connected to you. And and she says, you don't have to tell me about your day if you don't want to. So it was like freedom. I love it. And and then I would listen to her. And sometimes I tell her about my day. Sometimes I wouldn't. But there wasn't any pressure on me to talk because Talking and connecting sometimes lowers testosterone. Sometimes if you're feeling good, it's no problem to raise your estrogen. Mm-hmm. So it was no demand on me to talk because she was feeling connected. Because there's two ways to connect. One is I listen to you. Another is you listen to me. I, you see, listening is penetrating. So actually the most masculine thing you can do is to listen to someone 
And the most feminine thing you can do is to share and express what's inside. So if women need more help to come back to their female side, she needs to talk more. He wants to you know, connect with her and his masculine energy. He needs to listen to her more. So that's the balance. And if you don't have this understanding, then relationships just sort of become this tit for tat. You know, she expresses Mm -hmm. and she says, why aren't you expressing and whatever? He may not need to. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, this is Guys Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manning, our special guest, John Gray, the author of Beyond Mars and Venus, Relationship Skills for Today's Complex World. Um, You know, there's a conundrum in today's society, John, we have uh, and culture we have a lot of men now are staying at home. A lot of women are going to, to the office. In my particular situation, my wife goes to the office. Now, I was president of an ad agency. I'm building my own business. She's going to the office. She would rather be in a role mate situation where she would stay home. I would go to work. It's not doing that. That's not happening right now. That adds another layer of stress. And I'm wondering how, how can couples... Uh, you know, with this extra layer of when the men's man's role is has changed, the woman's role has changed. They need to come together at the end of the day. The man needs his cave time, but he's kind of have cave time during the day in his own way. The woman comes home; she's been doing testosterone-based stuff all day. How do they find a moment to reset and balance out who they are so they can have a communicative, open relationship? Well, I think that one of the things that being in the traditional role mate, once we leave the traditional role mate relationship, it's because on a soul level, we're looking for a soulmate relationship. And a soulmate relationship means that our priority is no longer survival. Mm-hmm. That's certainly always the case, but the main priority, survival is somewhat taken care of. Now, as Maslow talked about, when the lower needs are fulfilled, then mm-hmm. higher needs become more important. And that higher need is an emotional need for connection and success. So it used to be that men would feel successful through their work. We still need to feel that we're good providers. If that's we're making more money or we're not making money, we're still doing something to provide for survival. Right. But more importantly, we need to feel emotionally successful in the relationship. A woman today can take care of herself independently, make money. So what does she need a man for? Well, when you rise, she's above a certain level of survival. Now, She depends upon a man if she's aware for her emotional fulfillment. So how to provide this new emotional level of fulfillment. And regardless of whether he's staying at home or she's staying at home, there are priorities. And the priorities are women need to talk more. Men need to listen more. Now, let's just say you need cave time. And let's exaggerate the situation from your situation. to You're staying home with the kids all day. And you're doing these nurturing jobs. Mm-hmm. That's even more challenging. And you're doing yeah. jobs that our society is not acknowledging you as a success for, you know, because maids and homemakers and so right. forth don't get paid a lot. And, you know, mm-hmm. we value money so much. So there's like the man's not getting his sense of accomplishment and success. The woman is busy being very young energy, successful, accomplishing, achieving and so forth. But the nurturing part of her is not being nurtured. Her, she's not feeling seen and heard in a, in a loving way. She works for money. She often does things that she doesn't like to do. That's a very young thing to do, a very masculine thing, right. is to sacrifice what you would like to do in order to achieve a goal. That's delayed gratification. That's very masculine, as opposed to simply doing what you love to do. But once she's over on her male side, she's on a momentum of being out of balance often. 
when she comes home, her tendency is not to want to just share and open up and be soft and feminine and ask for help. She's in this mode of being in charge. She's got lots of things to do. Her mind just focuses on what's not being done, what should be done, how it can be done. Because when you're too, if you're a woman and you're too on your masculine side, you lose temporarily your ability to appreciate your wife, to appreciate your husband, Mm -hmm. to appreciate that life doesn't have to be perfect. You know, they get into kind of a perfection mode of what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. And a man can be in the workplace looking at, you know, how to do this, how to do this. And he comes home, he can forget about it all. He can shift gears quite easily. Women have a hard time to shifting gears when they get home. And this has even been well studied that when women come home, their cortisol levels increase. Okay. Mm -hmm. They just go up. And then some women would say, well, that's because she's got a husband at home who's not helping her. And then they find that women are single, the same thing happens. It's just simply hard for women to make that transition. So he needs clear messages that he makes a difference. Remember, that's the thing men need is feeling successful. Right. And the most powerful way for a man to feel successful is that he's provided fulfillment for his partner. So with this knowledge that she needs his help, she didn't need his money, she needs his help to be happy. And what does she need in order that is she has to, she has to learn how to open up and be vulnerable and talk about her emotions. There's nothing more estrogen producing than talking about emotions and that's really hard for these women because you can't do that in the workplace you can't show your weaknesses you can't right. show your insecurities you can't show your fears and it carries over so literally she needs training on how to talk about her feelings without always wanting to solve a problem because see she's in problem solving mode all day she's on her male side so even if she brings up her feelings It's always in order to get you to change, to solve a problem. You become the problem she has to solve at home. Mm -hmm. You know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, There were so many eye-opening passages in the book. And what I recall is that when a woman wants a guy to talk about his feelings, she doesn't really care about his feelings. I'm, I'm just paraphrasing. She really wants to know that everything's okay, that he's not upset with her. And that was like, I was a wow moment. Could you talk to us a little bit about that, John? Yes, yes. What happens is when men are quiet and not talking, women are not feeling a connection. Mm -hmm. So when they're not feeling a connection, their mind immediately goes into assumption that he's disconnecting because he's angry with her. He's upset with her. He's dissatisfied with her. Because when women are angry, dissatisfied, and so forth, they disconnect. So it's literally any kind of disconnection pushes her insecurity buttons. So what she really wants to know inside of him is everything's okay. And he doesn't have to talk about that so much if he can listen to what's going on inside of her in a more patient, understanding, empathetic way. She gets the message. He still cares about her, but she gets an even more important experience, which is to connect by him penetrating her rather than her penetrating him. That throws us more into role reversal. When women are wanting to get into a man, they're actually on their male side. And when men are wanting to get into a woman, he's on the male energy. She's in the female energy. And when she can be vulnerable, it's, it produces even greater fulfillment in a man than when he gives her an orgasm. See, women's vulnerable. That's what an orgasm is. Every man knows, wow, when I give her an orgasm, I feel so successful. That's a big mm-hmm. testosterone booster is when she can experience that high level of fulfillment. But even more so is his testosterone restores itself 
when he feels he's providing something of value and meaning for her. He can't ever experience that unless she understands that she needs him more now than ever before, that she needs his help. And that's hard for women until they read this book or they get some instruction that you need help. You know, they, they, they want to go home and they want to pick at you because they're out of balance. They want to solve your problems. They want to tell you what to do. It's that being the manager, the, you know, the, the, the person in the male side, problem solver, as opposed to needing help. And they can easily push a man into weakness by staying in that male side because we need love just like women. And if we can't connect with her as men, we will then go to our female side to connect. We will share, we will talk, we will express our feelings. And ironically, we become even more emotional the more overwhelmed she is. And many men then become needy. Their mind starts to complain. They start to be critical. They start to be irritable. All those are symptoms of high estrogen in men and low testosterone. And you'll see this in men as they get older, they get more picky, they get more grumpy, they get more irritable, you know, grumpy old men is kind of a Mm -hmm. stereotype, but that literally is a symptom of high estrogen, low testosterone. And what boosts a man's testosterone is a woman who needs his help and is getting it. So what help the women who are strong and independent need today in a sense, what they need is they need a man's help to come back to their female side. And so Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned to me that you talked to a lot of women and they all say they want to have a man. What, what masculinity is, is literally pheromones being produced because you have more testosterone than her and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and less estrogen. And she, to be attractive to him, to be a turn on to him, she needs to have way more estrogen than him. Women, when they feel romantic, when they're getting close to being orgasmic and so forth, their estrogen levels go to much higher levels. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there's all those chapters in the book about women's emotional cycles and so forth go along with their hormonal balance. And the five days after her period, if she's still cycling, for the next five days after those five days, that's when her estrogen levels need to double. If they don't double, she can't make a baby. Ovulation happens. So the five days before ovulation are the times when she needs estrogen the most. That's And what stimulates estrogen is needing help. When you need help and it's available, your estrogen levels go up. And that's when you need to have more romance. That's when she's going to need to talk more. That's when he needs to be a better listener. He needs to be more affectionate those times. And it's confusing to a man because for the first five days after her period, she doesn't really need it that much, okay, because her estrogen levels don't need to be so high. So often men will say, you know, everything was just fine, and then suddenly she exploded and got so upset at me like we never do anything right. And that's because suddenly she becomes aware that I have emotional needs and they're not being met. And so it's during those five days which are most critical for a man to be more attentive, more understanding, more romantic, more affectionate, more loving. And of course, all the time is, you know, we started out, I talked about my favorite chapter of Men Are From Mars, which is little things make a difference, is to create a continuum of, of affection and little things that you said in the beginning. All those little things we do in the beginning, mm-hmm. we tend to stop doing because we think, now I'm doing the big stuff, you know? <laughs> so why do I do the little stuff? There's a lot of stuff that's contrary in the book to, to, to typical thinking like, you know, you would think that, okay, a woman's got a, a masculine type job, 
And so she's going to have, she's going to favor a guy who might be a little more passive and feminine, but actually that's not really the case for her to find real love. She needs to be with a man who, who can be a real man so she can be more of a real woman. How, how, how do, how do we get through to people on that? Because that's a, that's a tough one because a lot of strong women, you know, if they have a strong man, they start butting heads and it's like, who's in charge type of thing. And that happens all the time. Yet, if they get a guy who's going to just roll over, well, they can manage the thing, but they may not be happy because he's not really being kind of a guy's guy or a man's man in the best sense of the word. What can, what can women do and what can men do to help, uh, you know, weave a bridge, build a bridge where uh, they can get together and find the right balance? Because a lot of it also, as you mentioned, John, is chemically driven. Well, let me mention that... that um Men are men. There, there's not just a man's man and, and these other guys are not men. We're all men and women are all women. We just tend to get hormonally out of balance. So the point you made, which is really good, is that when a woman is too far on her male side, she will often be very attractive to a guy who's more on his female side because opposites do attract. Okay, But what happens is once you begin to experience intimacy, then she needs to feel there's more masculine energy in him, which allows her to feel more feminine energy. Right, right. He needs to feel more feminine energy in her for his masculine energy to increase. So the passion, when you get this role reversal where she's more on her male side, she's more, he's more on his female side, in the beginning there is some attraction. He's attracted to her because, you know, she's, uh, she's sort of pursuing him. And he doesn't have to do anything. His female side is a little insecure. And so he can just go with the flow. But he's going to be passive and she's going to be dominant and they're going to lose interest. What will happen is she's not getting what she needs, which is more masculine energy coming right. out of that. Now, any man has that masculine energy. Any woman, if she feels an attraction, if she practices learning to go to her female side, using him to come back to her female side, will bump his testosterone up. Uh, you know, something we haven't mentioned here, but we're talking to guys, guys, mm -hmm. is sex. Okay, now sex Please. is really, really important. The most powerful thing to stimulate passion is great sex. Now, the powerful thing to increase man's testosterone and masculinity is a woman's orgasm. But now there's two kinds of orgasms women have. One is where they put on their vibrator and do it themselves. That does not increase his testosterone. What happens is when he is the vibrator, when he does it for her and she surrenders to him. So what I say to women is give up your vibrators if you want a man to find his masculine energy. That so you don't need somebody mm -hmm. else doing it. That's the first thing. Second thing is men tend to ejaculate too much. What happens when you ejaculate is you lose zinc. And there are many other things happen too, but biologically, very simply put, to make your testosterone, you lose a daily dose of testosterone, of zinc, every time you ejaculate. The Japanese did a study. This is helpful for us to understand. They said that they did a study and they found men ejaculate having sex with their partners on Saturday night. What happens is if they don't ejaculate for six days, their testosterone levels will double on the seventh day. Now, that's really important. That bumps up his testosterone. It's really hard for a woman to actually experience surrender if she doesn't experience a man's high testosterone. Is that manly energy helps her to go to her female side and open up and enjoy sex that he provides the happiness for her. That's the dynamic of great sex. 
Now, not that you can't play back and forth from time to time, but there needs to be this testosterone dominance in the sex where he's providing what she would like to have, which means he needs to slow down. He needs to be considerate. He needs to pay attention. He needs to see what's working for her. She needs good communication, meaning that when when she is not getting what she needs, she needs to move his hand. She needs to make noises. She needs to guide him without giving him instructions. Generally, most men don't like that. And so, so there's, uh, you know, you got to have some communication here where she gets what she needs and he needs her orgasm. That's the thing we need. She needs his attention, affection, stimulation, but she also needs his testosterone. So what happens to men is, you know, they often have sex twice a week. If you have sex twice a week, What's going to happen? And you ejaculate basically twice a week. You're going to have lower testosterone. Mm-hmm. We already see this. If you ejaculate once a week, then on the seventh day, it knocks itself back up again. But you do more, then you start having more boring sex. It's kind of like if you eat all the time, you're not going to be interested in food what, that much. What if you had sex like uh, one ejaculation a month, which some married guys get? <laughs> Yeah, that's a big problem. It needs to be every week. Otherwise, okay. the plumbing stops working. So what you have to, it's an understanding of couples. It's mandatory that you get naked and you stimulate her clitoris mm-hmm. for at least 10 minutes every week. Okay, he needs to have that experience with her. Where, and, 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 you know, one of the simple things as a sex therapist we learn, and it's not just my ideas, is you start from zero. If you're not even in the mood once a week, you need to do something a little romantic, go somewhere, do something nice. Afterwards, you lie mm-hmm. down, you get in bed, you kiss for a little while, and you stimulate her clitoris. And if he's got, if he's not, if he's like really not interested in sex, sometimes she's not, sometimes he's not. If he's not interested, he keeps his clothes on, but she takes her clothes off and he stimulates her. And if she's at zero, that's okay. You still got to get that, some mm-hmm. kissing, some eye contact. You cuddle a little bit, then he stimulates her clit. The clit has only one purpose in her body, and that's pleasure. And so if it's not pleasurable, that's her resistance. And of course, you need to lubricate it with some saliva or some, mm-hmm. some coconut oil, whatever. Right. You stimulate, and you need a good 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes of stimulation of the clit to see if that arouses her. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. You started it, that's starting from zero. Next week, it will build up, it will build up. But you've got to put some attention to that part of the body. And in that situation where you're starting from zero, he needs to keep his clothes on and basically not ejaculate. If he's not that interested in ejaculating, that's okay. What will wake it up is when he finally gets her to have a climax, his body doesn't get a climax, then his body's going to say, I got to have mine too. And that will help awaken his testosterone as well. The problem for guys is when they're not turned on to their wives, they just go online and they masturbate. That right. kills your relationship. Mm-hmm. That's not a big problem today, right? It, it's a problem today. It just means he's going to ejaculate, but not into her and not with her. She needs to feel his energy going to her to be stimulated. When his energy is being released, and you know, it's... Pornography online, I mean, I've done it before. It's fantastic. It feels like cocaine, you know. (laughs) You know, that that release is spectacular, but it desensitizes neurons in the brain. It's so spectacular because it doesn't have all the other hormones to counterbalance. See, when it's a digital woman, there's no personal relationship. Therefore, there's no estrogen involved. There's no oxytocin because there's no touching. You know, these are things, no prolactin gets produced. 
all of this creates an addiction to online excitement and mm-hmm. release. And so now he's releasing several times a week to someone he doesn't know. That actually diminishes his ability and desire to have sex with his wife. When he doesn't have that potency, it loses her ability to feel right. desired. And then she loses her ability to be aroused. So these so are some like, special like a, understandings. Yeah, like a snowball effect. I, I, I hear you on that. Let me, there's just a couple of other questions. Uh, one is, can, can couples who, who fall into the, they're comfortable with the role mate uh, lifestyle. I'm the woman. This is what I do. I take care of the house, whatever. Uh, and the kids, he goes to work. You know, there's a lot of people who still, you know, they're very comfortable with that. Part of what I read seemed to indicate that that could create kind of a, a boredom, a passionless sex after a while. Is that always the case or can people just choose like, you know, we're going to be role mates, soul mates by just taking on a traditional roles and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, does that mean you're going to turn into your parents or can, can this be done at any more nowadays, John? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you can be role mates and soul mates. Okay. It's just, you can also no longer be role mates and be soul mates. That's it. Okay. Soul mate is the top and you can still be the role mate of traditional role mate relationship. But let's just take a moment on that. Typically in role mate relationships, couples did not experience the higher levels of passion. Mm-hmm. And that's what people are wanting today. So if they're in a role rate, the traditional role mate relationship based on, on the kind of communication skills couples had in those days, the passion does typically go away. And today people want more. So how do you have more and also be in a traditional relationship is better communication, romantic skills, and new sexual skills. And then you can have the soulmate relationship and the traditional roommate relationship. Thanks for okay. bringing that up. Okay. Um, another thing, and then we'll, we'll wrap, but um, the Norway polarity that you mentioned in the book, to me, is a very good way of kind of proving a lot of the points in that Norway is a country where there's a lot of freedom to choose between either sex can do whatever they want work-wise, and then you have India that they, that they have some freedom, but it's more repressing. And there's a real dynamic in terms of how those two countries kind of uh, play it out. Could you explain that to our audience? And I actually have a question about what about China then, because it's kind of in the middle, but go well, ahead. Yeah, ironically, I'm China. I go there uh, four times, 40 days a year. I'm in China wow. teaching classes. More popular in China than anywhere in the world. Wow. Um, uh, <laughs> Norway, I'm more controversial than anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. but what you, there's a wonderful YouTube video on the, the Norwegian paradox, which is the, the government, Norway is one of the richest countries in the world, that because they got oil per capita. Okay? It is the richest country in the world per capita. Uh, government jobs are mandated to be equal women, equal men. So in every government job, which is a lot, uh, there's equal men and women. But in the non-government sector, Women in a society which is abundant, women actually are choosing to do the traditional female roles and men mm-hmm. are choosing to do the male roles. You know, construction workers, drivers, right. so forth. Mm-hmm. Women are school teachers. And it's so amazing. Forth. Yeah. If they have the freedom, meaning they're not, they're not suffering for money because they all got money. The government takes care of them. Mm-hmm. This is their natural preference is okay. to do these nurturing type jobs it's for, their, for their sex. But the government jobs, you've got all equal doing now that's, again, that's Norway. Then you've got India where it's very poor uh, survival. And, and this is the old world where men are extremely sexist. Uh, you know, they're very abusive to women. Women can't depend on men for money. Men become alcoholics. You know, it's a, it's a bad situation there. So there were women 
have, are not able to depend on men due to the culture at this point. Women have become men. And so there's way more women who are in the male sector. They're computer programmers and they're doing all these jobs which are traditionally more masculine. Mm-hmm. So that's when there's survival, women are saying, and there's permission, survival and permission to be masculine. Women go right to their male side. In China, what you've got is, ironically, because of communism, uh, in communism, the whole economy went down because nobody was motivated, because nobody could get more, so why bother doing more? And so then suddenly capitalism comes in. They're suddenly free to make more money. So women are like men. They're all, everybody wants to make more money in China. It's just right. kind of even so repressed. But, they don't, but women there don't blame men. You see, in America... To a certain extent, women blame men. <laughs> like men <laughs> oppressed women, but there it was communism that oppressed women and men. So right. it's like men are not getting the bad rap. Women are not, you know, feeling like it's a man's fault. It's all like a free for all to make right. more money. And women are very, very unhappy there, but they're just not blaming men for it. And it. men, you know, they're they're like the more traditional male. Uh, although it's not. You know, I don't commonly say this in my seminars there, but it's common knowledge that about 80 to 90% of married men all have girlfriends. Uh, okay. You have to realize this is the culture that used to give permission to married men to have other wives and girlfriends and so forth. So it's not so much looked down on, just not talked about. Mm-hmm. But that's a symptom that they're not having sex. The passion goes away very quickly. They start out so sweet. It's amazing. They, they take all these pictures and they have so much love. They have so much connection in the beginning of their relationships. Mm-hmm. And then the passion goes away because they don't have these communication skills. And women are way on their male side. Men are also way on their male side. And they're just sort of competing, you know, as men, everybody. But there's no uh, passion because the women aren't able to come back to their female side. Got it. Okay, we're just about to wrap it up. It's Robert Manny, Guys Guys Radio, our special guest the one, the only John Gray. The book is Beyond Mars and Venus. To me, this is the best relationship book I've ever read. So thank you so much, John, for being here. Tell us about um, a couple of things. One, your website, any events you have coming up uh, where people can learn more about you, and also your best tip for guys to be better partners. Love it. Okay, uh, you can contact, you can find out more about me at marsvenus.com. Uh, sometimes we have free online courses. Right now we're, we're reinventing, so we're not don't have it all available right now. But we have free courses. There's a lot of free blogs on my information. Also, my daughter is very active there. She's 33, and she's like an expert. She knows more than me. And she helps guys understand women. It's really very fun. <laughs> so that that's there. Uh, I do teach classes from time to time in America. As I mentioned, I do a lot in China and Europe and Russia and various places. But uh, in America, I got one coming up in October, 11th, 12th, 13th, in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. It's a three-day class with me for men and women, single men, single women, married couples, couples with problems, couples who just love my work, want to get better, want to learn more. So that's available. People can find out more about that at the events page at marsvenus.com. You know, something I also mentioned is, uh, I have a lot of different nutritional products I recommend. There's a lot about health there, which is mm-hmm. for better sleep, for better libido, for emotional balance, for hormonal balance. Lots of natural things that I found to help couples in relationships. Okay. And the number one tip for guys to be better partners? I think you said it right away. Be attentive. Listen more. <laughs> listen more. Listen more. Argue less. Argue less. Take the time you need so you can be centered and give her the attention she deserves. Thank you so much, John. Uh, I, I hope, audience, that you've learned as much as I have. 
from the book, from speaking with John, just unbelievable, amazing. And again, it's the best book on relationships I've ever read. The name is Beyond Mars and Venus. It's the long-awaited follow-up. There's been many books along the way in the Mars-Venus uh, continuum, but this one really breaks new ground. So thank you so much, John, for being with us on Guys Guys Radio. Thank you so much. Robert Manny's The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a fast-paced tale of flawed men and savvy women competing for love, sex, power, and money in the city where they play for keeps. It's the men's successor to Sex in the City. The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stakes world of Madison Avenue. Available now on Amazon and wherever books are sold. Wow, what a great interview with John Gray. I hope you guys learned as much about relationships uh, as I did because there's so many nuances. The balancing, how do you balance you know, the time needed of a man to go to the man cave to rework his uh, testosterone levels by expending testosterone and then building it up again? How to find me time for women to let her kind of uh, re-engage her femininity after you know, working hard all day? It's really... It's really a delicate balance, and it puts a lot of stress on modern relationships. So I highly recommend this book, Beyond Mars and Venus. Uh, great show. So thrilled. So we're on KCAA every Wednesday evening, Guys Guys Radio, 8 p.m. Pacific Time, 106.5, 102.3 FM, 10.50 a.m. We're also on TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Spotify, and we're going to be back next week with another show. And until then, like I always like to say... Guys, guys, finish first.